You're listening to Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American Podcast, episode 101. Welcome to the Carry On Friends Podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community. With your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American Podcast. I'm glad you're joining me because today I have a really nice guest. Um, I met her the other day and you know like when your spirit takes somebody because we're Korean people, them spirit have to take you. And maybe we'll do a whole nother episode as to what that means. But welcome Nicole to the podcast. Thank you. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. All right, so Nicole, tell the community of friends, tell the friends, tell the people them a little bit about who you are, what you do and all that good stuff. Okay, so my name is Nicole Bent. Um, my whole name is Keisha Nicole Bent. <laughs> <laughs> I already know all that go go, but all right, good. So I'm getting more comfortable with using my first name. Um, I am a IT project manager by day. I am um, a little budding entrepreneur by night. I have my Oh Hell No podcast. And I also recently started Hot Gal Lashes by Ben Beauty. (laughs) Hot Gal Lashes. All right. No, no, no. Not this show. Not this show. Not this show. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So that is um, that came about because I wanted to do something a little fun, something that I love. And I also wanted to incorporate my heritage, which is, you know, Jamaican into it as well. So that is a little bit about what I do. Do you want me to go deeper or listen? First of all, I know. Right. So, um, well, you know, it's interesting because you can't, you use Nicole, but Nicole is in your name, but you know, with Caribbean people, you have some name that is not really part of your name. Mm. So <laughs> it's, 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 it's good. At least you're using a name that is literally on your birth certificate. I have cousins that we're calling them names. That is not their middle name. It's a pet name. And, right. um, for anyone who's not of Caribbean heritage, that's listening. Most Caribbean most, because I don't have a pet name. Most Caribbean people have a pet name, and sometimes that pet name is a part of your full name, or a shortened version of your full name, or a completely different name altogether that is nowhere on um, your birth certificate. So, um, so why you choose to use? What, why you're not comfortable? I mean, this is personal. You don't have to answer it. But is there a reason why you choose to use Nicole as opposed to Keisha, or is it because everybody named Keisha? <laughs> so first, let me say um, the pet name thing is so interesting that you brought that up because of all my sisters, I'm the only one that didn't get a pet name. And I was very pissed about that. <laughs> right. So my, my younger sister have one and my older sister have one, but not me. And um, I decided to use Nicole because I just felt like it sounded smoother. Like, you know, I don't know. Keisha to me is just not so smooth. And yes, everybody named Keisha and Keisha is always the bad girl in every song, right? <laughs> and you say, I'm no bad. Far from bad. Right. <laughs> so I said, let me try something different and use Nicole. But now that I'm doing all these other things, I appear on, you know, Instagram and I'm using my real name. I don't want people to think I'm some scam artist or trying to be, you <laughs> know, I'm scammer. Saying? 
Right. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying to just get it, keep, pull it all together. So yes, I use Nicole, but Keisha. So I have my guests call me Nicole still because, you know, I just like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not wrong with the part of your name. You just know why you use right. the whole of it. Rihanna, you know, use, and I know why Rihanna used Rihanna as opposed to Robin, because there was another artist, a pop artist by the name of Robin. So she kind of went with Rihanna, her middle name, but Rihanna's full government is Robin, Rihanna Fenty, and she just used the middle name. So it it don't work with it. You know, Rihanna do it so you can do it too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. So tell us a little bit about your um, role as an IT project manager, what that involved. And so just let's talk a little bit about your career and how you ended up being an IT project manager. So early on, I wanted to be an attorney and um, I said, well, let me go to school, do my um, bachelor's in criminal justice and minor in um, paralegal studies. And let me do paralegal work first to see if, you know, being a lawyer is something that, you know, meshes well with me. Smart move. Yeah. So I, I did that. I got a job as a paralegal. First, I was an EBT clerk, which is examination before trial. So I used to book all of the, you know, um, depositions and stuff like that. And then I worked my way up into, you know, a paralegal role. So um, I did that for a while and I really enjoyed it. I worked on the medical malpractice side for defendants. We were a defense firm and it was really interesting and I did like it, but I realized that becoming an attorney just wasn't me because I like to talk. I like to, um, you know, interact with people. And I was really into like, um, entertainment gossip and things like that. So I was like, this is going to be boring. I'm just going to be writing a lot of, you know, um, I don't even remember what they're called. Maybe briefs. Briefs. Yeah. (laughs) Writing a lot of briefs and things like that and doing a lot of research. It was a lot of reading, a lot of writing. And I was just like, this is just going to be stifling for me. So, um, I got out of that and I ended up going into compliance in a bank. So I worked for two different um, big banks um, in their compliance department. And while I was doing that, I got bored. I get I'm, I get bored easily. <laughs> Korean period say, boy, you can't stand study. Not even right? steady study. <laughs> for real, because I just was like, this ain't for me. So... After I was in that field, I said, well, maybe I'll follow my dream and, you know, go back to school for communications because I always wanted when I initially went away to college, like first leaving high school, I wanted to be an anchor person. And then it was such a dumb reason why I switched my major. I got scared and said, I'm really not that great at pronouncing words sometimes. And if I see myself fumbling on the news, that would be horrible. And then I was like, what if they send me to these locations and people shooting and stuff? No, I'm not with that. So mm -mm, maybe I shouldn't do that. That's not for me. Right. So I switched my major and then I ended up going into legal. So while I was doing compliance, I was like, no, let me go back to my initial dream of doing communications. So I went and I got a master's in communications and I sought out a job in public relations. And that was like the worst experience of my life. It was very clicky. It was a boutique firm. And, um, you know, I was the only black girl that worked there. And I never mind being the only black girl because it's all good. I'm confident. I'm cool. But 
they put me on the U.S. Virgin Islands um, account. And the girl who sat behind me, she is Asian. Um, she said, we became friends. And she said, you know, every person that's ever had the position that you had has always been black. So it seems like they were trying to, they had this big account with the U.S. Virgin Islands and they wanted to hold on to that account, but they needed a black face to push in front of these people. And no matter what I did, it was never good enough, you know, and I'm a hard worker because I'm Caribbean. We work hard. That's that's right. We get in, we get it done. Mm -hmm. So it was just weird to me how sometimes they'd be bigging me up and then other times my work just wasn't good enough. And it was just a terrible work experience. So after a year of doing that, I got burnt out and I just stopped. I quit. And um, I still wanted to be in public relations, but God was like, no, that's not for you. And I never got another job in public relations. So I ended up going back into the compliance realm and doing, um, working for an airline. And um, I did uh, QA, quality assurance, and it still falls under the umbrella of compliance. And then after I left there, um, I ended up working um for another big bank in compliance and legal, but it was a project management role. So I became interested in project management when I was working at the airline. I met this girl who did IT security and it just fascinated me. And I was like, oh my God, I would love to get into IT. I know I don't have the capacity to like code or do IT from that standpoint, but I would really like to be involved. So I started researching on project management and what the role um, entailed. And it really resonated with me. And it also kind of matched all of the skills that I have acquired over time. So um, I got a job working for a bank um, and working in their compliance um, department, but also managing projects for that department. And while I was there, they gave me an IT project, just chance, luck of the draw. And I really enjoyed it. So I left that company and went to a small IT company and then started my career in IT project management. So today I I got a new position recently that I, I love. I'm so happy about it. And um, basically I manage, you know, implementation of um, software being installed for different companies and, you know, just managing how it's being done, the resources, the budget, um, and making sure that it gets done on time and we get our money. Awesome. Listen, you said a lot. I mean, let me just start with a couple of things, right? So um, generally, just just summarize what is compliance. And I know compliance is a lot of things, but you said you worked in compliance in the bank. So what is bank compliance? Just really quickly. And then we're going to jump to the other points. So bank compliance is just, um, it's really like following the rules that govern, you know, the department or wherever it is. So the area that I worked in, it was foreclosure, bankruptcy and foreclosure. And at the time, remember when we had that big issue with people doing things that they weren't supposed to be doing with um, bankruptcies and foreclosures, pushing people in houses that they couldn't really afford. So the banks got into a lot of trouble for that and they needed to employ people to help them get out of those situations. So we basically um, developed this department that oversaw the law firms that worked for us 
to um, do the bankruptcies and foreclosures to make sure that they were following the guidelines that the bank put in place to, you know, do the, the foreclosures and bankruptcies properly and according to the law. So it's basically just keeping in compliance with what the company says they're going to do and how they're going to do it. Okay. All right. So talk about your experience as a Caribbean American woman in the workplace at the bank versus the experience. You talked a little bit about your experience at the PR company, but did you have any encounters or experience in the workplace working at the bank or even at the law firm? And how is that different? Or maybe it's the same as when you worked at the PR company. Um, the bank is very buttoned up, very, um, it's a, it's an interesting environment. Um, it's really hard for me to put it into words without sounding reckless, but, um, it's just very buttoned up. That was also not the best experience because I had a boss who was a black woman and, um, she was not a nice person and she just had these very ill motives. And she used to, for me, now that I know what I know about project management, she was not a good project manager and she had no business being anybody's damn boss. Okay. And, um, I don't know if maybe she was aware of that. So she was always trying to, you know, cook up scams and, and just doing things that just weren't right, weren't nice. And she was a horrible boss and just overall person. So that experience wasn't good, but at the bank it's kind it's very cutthroat and um you know the environment is just very interesting. It's it's not like the normal office environment. It, it, <laughs> is there a normal office because it it really varies from place to place. Yeah, it, it does vary. Yeah, cuz you know whatever the I don't know, whatever they subscribe to at each place is just, you know, how it, how it, how it goes. Like the place I'm at now is very laid back, but I like that everyone is direct. Everyone is, um, everyone wants everyone to win. People just working and doing their thing and working together. No one's really trying to undercut anybody or show up anybody or anything like that. Like, I recommended something to my boss and he was like, you should tell my boss, you know, like, I really want you to, you know, bring this to him. This is amazing. You just started and and you're coming up with these great ideas. I think this is great. I was like, where the hell am I? Huh? <laughs> it's always like, interesting when you find yourself in a place where, you know, your boss is humble enough or not, are secure enough in their role. And that's kind of, I, I've learned over time that that sign of leadership where um, your immediate manager, supervisor, whoever, they aren't afraid that you're going to show them up. And in fact, they are happy that you do this because it, it reflects on them that they're a good leader and they're introducing you and helping you. So I, it's it's very different in, in different places, but it, it, it's a really nice feeling when you get to a place that you feel like, wow, um, I'm I'm not having to fight with people. I mean, some disagreements and some days work is annoying, like why someone do a little thing. But for the most part, you're like, yeah, this is a good place to, to be. Um, all right. So with the PR thing now and you, they, they need a black girl to be on the, the VI account. And what was kind of that last straw for you to say, you know what? All right, I'm done. Um, I had to go to 
U.S. Virgin Islands to drop off um, a request for proposal. So I went and I missed my first flight and I the, the proposal had to get there by a certain time. And I was still within the time frame, even though I missed my flight. And that was because of some personal stuff that was going on. It was just crazy, girl. But so I missed the flight and um, I still was within reason. I booked myself on another flight immediately. Um, and when I called them to tell them what had happened, they I heard that they said so many horrible things about me. And then they immediately packed up this white girl and sent her with the very same things that I had, like the documents, to go down and put and present the paper and, you know, file the papers. Even though I was already en route, I would have made it to the island in time and I got it there in time. They still did. You know what I mean? They still had to send someone else to go just in case I I wasn't able to, you know, make it, even though it was already understood that I would make the time. It was just so for me when I came back and I heard about all of the things, you know, the names that they were calling me and, you know, all of this stuff and how they made such a big deal about it and try to shame me. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. I don't need this. Right. So that was my last straw. All right. All right. So any but any lessons learned from those experiences that you've now taken in terms of looking for new roles or new opportunities, or now that you've ventured in entrepreneurship, what are some of those lessons that you've learned from those work experiences? I've learned that you have to also interview your employer. It's not just about you trying to be thirsty and get up in some place. Like, no, you need to make sure that this place is for you and you're going to be okay here. So you need to ask your boss about how they manage. You need to ask them about, you know, how do they deal with tough conversations? Um, you know, what are they looking for in an employee? Um, there are a variety of questions that you need to ask to make sure that that place is a good fit for you as well. Absolutely. So I learned that and everything ain't for everybody. And even sometimes you want, you think you want a position sometimes when it pass you, be okay with that. What is fear? Can't unfear. Right. That, that's the uh, saying. Yeah. Because I really pushed to get that position and, um, you know, it turned out to not be for me. So when I, and I also learned some other things like, you know, the critiquing, the harsh critiquing of my work, it just made me better in terms of what I do and what I produce and what I give to people, because now it made me more conscious of, okay, when I'm writing a document, make sure that, you know, I double, triple check it so that there are no little typos or things like that. So you pick the sense out of nonsense and you keep it moving. Yes. I love it. That's something that we said, pick sense out of nonsense. But all right. So (laughs) just, just moving on a little bit. So, all right. So tell me about hot girl lashes, because this sounds very interesting because I'll, I'll admit do, I try to stop singing this song in my head, you know, <laughs> so or any song that's a hot gal, which is quite a, a lot of songs really, but tell me yeah, about sure. you starting hot gal lashes. So I love makeup and this is so interesting. So I, a couple of months ago, I was like, damn, I need a part-time job. Yo, I need to make a little bit of extra money because, you know, I'm trying to do some extra things. So whatever. So I said, you know what? Let me do something that I love. I want to work in a makeup store or something like that. So I was looking for a little part-time gig in a makeup store. 
girl, nobody want to hire me. I couldn't even get a cashier job. But you know what? That's God. Yeah. Then an opportunity came to me about starting my own lashes. So I said, wow, I never even thought about this. Now, now that I'm doing it, I see that a lot of people do it. Mm -hmm. But I said, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. So then I said, what can I name my lashes? And then I said, everybody want to be an art gal. So you know what? I'm going to name it art gal lashes. Yes. Right? (laughs) So when I wear my lashes, I feel hot. I know that, you know, everybody want to be hot. Everybody is not sexy, right? Because we all can be oozing sexiness, but we can all look hot when we're ready. So I felt like that was a great name for the lash. And I figured I wanted to do lashes, lips, and lids, right? Because I love lipstick. I'm a girl that always have on my lipstick, always, always. And I love reds. Um, And I just felt like I wanted to incorporate that as well. And when you're wearing lashes, your eye makeup is is important. So it's Bent Beauty is the company. Hot Gal Lashes is another layer. That's the lash line. People... I love it. But Nicole have a lash called Fleary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I also have a um, carnival line because I have become obsessed with carnival in the past couple years. So me and my husband travel all over and we go to carnival, although we've been to Jamaica carnival twice already. And I'm like, okay, this year maybe we go someplace else. And he like, no. I'm like, oh, God, okay. (laughs) So I don't know, but we went to Trinidad. I went to Cropover. So I'm making my way around the Caribbean and doing a little carnival circuit. So I thought a carnival lash line would be great because it complements the costume. So um, I put in some of those and um, the lipsticks. I did a Run Them Red collection, right? So... I'm sorry. Like, I love, you, you know, you know, what's the, the, you know, I'm laughing and anyone else here, if you're listening, I'm not laughing at her. It's, you, you know, the type of laugh when a Caribbean yeah. person here, like, oh, that's so, no, that's so wicked, my girl. Like, right. So I just use my heritage, my background and big it up in a nice way and in a way that, you know, resonates with my soul. And I just want to incorporate it. So whenever I can name something, you know, with one of our sayings, I always throw it in there. And um, I'm just having a really good time doing it. And, you know, we'll see where it goes. So I do have um, lids. So I have glitter. Um, I'm going to be doing eyeliner and possibly some shadows. But right now it's um, lipsticks, lip liners, eyelashes, and a couple of things for the eyes, eyelid. So check it out. You know what I love about this? It is, and, and this is this is what I love about the show, right? In you coming on this show, and you've gone from law firm, bank, you're in IT, and now you're gone beauty. And I'm sure that, you know, sometimes it feels like whole, those all of those don't mix, but... I honestly believe that for every experience you have, it's preparing you for another one. And there is nothing out there that says, well, I used to be this, I can't do that. You know, making that shift and transition isn't easy, but this is like one of those good examples of, yo, if you put your mind to it, or if you really believe that you can do it, you can do it. It may not be easy. And that's, and I think that's where everyone gets, you know, because 
it's easy to put out, like if you put your mind to it, like I just said, you can do it, right? But mm-hmm. it's it's not as easy as I just said it, right? It go takes a little struggle, you know, money a leak like like <laughs> I, I have yeah. this saying money a leak out like water in a strainer. Exactly. <laughs> Very accurate. So yeah. you know, you you're 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 doing this investment, but the pure joy and the results that come from this, like, you know, this is a great idea. Yeah, my mom is like, Yo, you're a real Jamaican. How you're much also- <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Yes. 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 I mean, I, again, this, these conversations are conversations that I love that I want, you know, our community to hear that, you know, we, we, we do things differently. And in some ways we do things the same, but at the flair we put upon it that make it, you know, like very Caribbean and yeah, girl lash, the flary lash, like, that is so good. Lipstick. (laughs) Because you know you're ever hot and ready. <laughs> oh my God. Run them red lipstick ever hot and ready. Oh my yeah. goodness. So this is, this is, I, I love it. I love it. So, um, so tell everybody a little bit about what you would like them to take away from your collective professional experiences and you going into entrepreneurship. What, what's something you would encourage people to do that they may feel reluctant or they may haven't thought of? I would encourage people to follow your passions and follow whatever is burning inside you, whatever that desire is that you have, no matter how nervous you are about it, take a step towards it every day. And even if you're at a job that you don't like, just understand that you're there for a reason and whatever you're there for, you're taking something from that place that will carry you into your future. And just try to, as you move on and close different chapters in your life, try to look back and see what you learned, what you got from the struggles and bring them into your future because it just makes you stronger and better. And know that anything that God put in you is there for a reason and you should look into it. Don't just ignore the feelings or desires that you have because they're really there for a reason. I think that's a good advice, you know. You know, and the one that I keep repeating, like, it ain't gonna feel easy. You know, I posted something the other day, life is one big road to life. You know, you have to, reality no mean easy. You just have to, you have to stay grounded in some prayer. And, you know, if you can't pray, grandma or somebody, you know, I go to church, go pray for you. But yep. it's, it's, it's never, it's never easy. But if you know something you have to do, you kind of have to commit to it. And, you know, um, taking risk, stepping outside our comfort zone. It's, it, mm-hmm. it's hard, but sometimes you just have that feeling, that unction, as you know, what people say, you know, the spirit lead you to do that. You have to just do it. So, Nicole, Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Thank you for being on the show. I really enjoyed this episode. And, you know, as I like to say at the end of the show, walk good. Carry on with some friends and walk good until next time. All right. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. 
We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch, or sign up for our newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com. Or find us on all social media platforms at Carry On Friends. Thank you.